Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks First. I truly don't think you understand how good this feels for me to say that. Um, I know I went on a hiatus at the end of 2019 and what I really thought was going to be a short hiatus where I would return back with your normal scheduled content, but I realized that I kind of dove into Drinks First head on um, back in September or October, whenever it was, and I love the way it turned out. I could have never imagined the sort of response that I've gotten. Thousands of downloads and trending in five plus countries. That's like insane. And my friends and family have been so supportive. I love the community that we've built thus far. And I really had some great plans for season two. Um, but then a global pandemic happened and I am currently stuck in New York City, quarantined with my family, which I am so thankful for. And it has been a wild ride here. As you guys know, it's the epicenter of cases in the US. Um, I've had friends who've been personally affected by the disease. I've had family who's been affected by the disease. And it's just, I couldn't even imagine living through something like this in my lifetime, yet here we are. But I'm so lucky to be in the situation that I am and so privileged to be able to sit in my house and make this content for you. So I really hope that I'm able to provide some levity in this situation because if there's anything that doesn't change, that is the feeling of being connected, the feeling of being loved, being able to laugh, being able to cry, and being able to relate to other experiences. So... Here I am, I'm releasing Drinks First Cocktail Hour. It's gonna be a mini series of episodes in which I'm adding a whole new level to the Drinks First ecosystem. I'm interviewing seasoned vets, dating experts, gurus, whatever you wanna call them, influencers, podcasters, um, matchmakers who know their way around New York City's dating scene because I by no means am true north. I do not know what I'm talking about half the time. So I really hope you guys can appreciate this new perspective and I really hope you enjoy the new content. And don't you worry, season two will be coming back with a vengeance with some of the best singles in New York City or you know, kind of best singles in New York City. And yeah. For the time being, I'm recording remotely and just trying to provide some entertainment for you guys. So if you like it, if you don't like it, hit me up at drinks.first on Instagram, drinksfirstpodcast at gmail.com, and at arianaNathani28 on Instagram. And if you love it, leave me a review on Apple. That totally helps. I would not complain. So yeah, let's get into it. To be transparent, this following episode was recorded before any pandemic, any social distancing, literally before we had the idea of the coronavirus in our heads. So it was done in person. The recommendations about going out and whatnot, keep that for after we uh, get out of this situation. Um, for now, I hope you enjoy and there will be some more relatable quarantine content coming your way. I'm super excited about this episode, and there we go.
Welcome back to Drinks First. Today, my podcast guest is, I'm like actually in shock. She's the whole reason I started podcasting. Um, her name, and this is our first non-anonymous guest, so that's very exciting. Uh, her name is Lindsay Metzelar. She's the host of We Met at Acme, which is an incredible podcast about dating and relationships and whatnot in New York City and beyond. So, Lindsay, I would love if you could just introduce yourself, say maybe say your age and where you're from. Totally. You did such a great job. That was like the sweetest introduction anyone has ever given me. So thank you. Um, and hopefully, am I, I'm close. Am I close enough? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Cool. So as you mentioned, my name is Lindsay. I'm from New York City, like yourself, and also went to Spence. We have that in common. And I'm 29. Yes. How old are you? I'm 23. Okay. Yeah. I I remember you saying you were. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we did go to the same high school, but we never overlapped. We which, didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but a lot of our listeners are native New Yorkers. So where where did, did you go to Spence throughout? Or? No, I actually, I went to Spence from kindergarten to eighth grade. Okay. And then I did high school at Hewitt. Mm-hmm. My grade at Spence was like a trouble grade. Like we were, we were always getting in trouble. Like everyone... All my friends got kicked out. It was like a disaster. We were, we there were just like those years. we were like mean girls. It wasn't cute. Mm-hmm. And when all my friends got kicked out, I was like, I don't really want to be here anymore. And my sister went to Hewitt at the time. She's mm. older, and I was like, I just I'll just go somewhere where like it's kind of familiar. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something really special about all girls schools, mm-hmm. like I, for for women more than all boys schools for men, I feel like it gives us like this voice and like we're not afraid to just like be who we are and we don't care what we look like when we go to school and we don't care like what sports or clubs like might be dorky to guys because like we're just doing it for ourselves. I Mm -hmm. feel like that's kind of cool. Where did did you go to school? I went to Boston University. Mm -hmm. I initially was trying to go to Cornell. My dad went there. I like, I thought it was, you know, what... I wanted to do and be in the hotel school Mm. my dad's like in that industry and I was like oh I'll do like what he wants me to do but I visited Cornell and I was a little depressed being in that like in Ithaca (laughs) and then I visited BU and I was like this place is so cool there's a million different colleges there's so many people here that like are not like like everyone from the city went to Cornell went Mm -hmm. to like all these IVs I really wanted a different experience, and then, funny enough, I ended up rooming, not freshman year, but sophomore to senior year, with a high school, like, a girl from my high school. Really? And we were never close in high school, and then we got to college, and, like, we ended up being best friends, mm-hmm. and so it all just, like, it was aligned and worked out. What did it? you study? I studied communication. Mm-hmm. Of, um, I was a film and television major. Oh, cool. And... When you left school, kind of, what were you doing? Did you come straight back to New York? Yeah, so I I actually tried, while I was in school, I did a summer in LA. I had an internship there, and I was like, oh, maybe I want to go into the film industry. I was interning for 20th Century Fox. I mm-hmm. thought it was so cool. Um, but I didn't love LA. And so when I graduated, I moved to the city, and I was like, okay, I still want to do this film thing, but, like, maybe I can make it work in the city. Mm-hmm. 
Um, even though like deep down I knew I was kidding myself because like you really have to move to LA yeah. and get all about that. But I got a job as a production assistant mm -hmm. on the set of a show for Discovery Channel. And that was really cool. It was a great experience. But I was like, I don't think this is for me. Mm -hmm. um, what else is out there? And I really was into social media at the time. It was like starting to grow. Twitter was a big thing. It's so funny because like this is how you'll realize my age. Like Twitter had just started and Instagram <laughs> was not a thing yet when I graduated. Like Instagram mm -hmm. was a place where you edited your photos. Yeah. And posted them and just used it for the filters. And like the fil the preset filters that they yeah, had. Yeah, the preset yeah. filters. Yeah, like yeah. I remember this one filter, I forgot the name, but it was like the first ever Instagram filter. But anyway, so it wasn't really a thing, but Twitter was becoming a thing and I was like really, you know, into it. And I was like, I wonder if there's anything I can do here. So I started writing for a magazine and like doing their Twitter. And so like having a job in social media at the time was really just Twitter. And then mm -hmm. eventually it was Instagram and now it's like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, yeah, like Snapchat. Um, so I started a career in social media and that's still what I do when I'm not doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. And tell me a little bit about how you started the podcast. Yeah. So I started the podcast because I found myself single and unhappy and confused because I was like the go-to person out of my friends for dating advice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how did I end up here? And clearly I need to learn some shit. Um, I was 27. I just turned 27 at the mm -hmm. time. And I, or did I? Yeah, yeah. I just turned 27. Yeah. And but for some reason, I feel like the podcast has been around for longer, but maybe not. Um, maybe like two and a half years then, I guess. Yeah. And I was just like looking to learn more. And I'm, I'm always, I've always been such a curious person. Like I, I ask people a million questions yeah. all the time. And I've been like that since I was younger. So mm -hmm. I was like, let's see what I can do with this. Like, let's, obviously social media is an awesome career, but it wasn't super fulfilling. I was mm -hmm. maybe if I can help people figure out dating while I figure it out myself, then there's something there. Cause there was nothing, there was no dating podcast at the time yeah. and I needed one. And so I was like, if I can't find one, I'll make one. Mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of how we met Acme was born. And how did you come up with the name? I came up with a name because I'm such like, I'm, I, when I say I'm going to do something, like, it's just, it's almost destructive because I do it that second. Like, yeah. I don't hesitate at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, I want Shake Shack. I ordered it. Mm -hmm. And then someone's like, well, are you going to get it? I'm like, oh, I just, I already ordered it. So the second I decided I wanted to do a dating podcast, I was like, I need a name and I'm going to come up with a name immediately. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, we met. Sounds cool. It seems like, you know, a dating podcast. But like, where did you meet? that's cool. And then I was at the time I was reading someone's Instagram comments, like a couple that just got married and mm -hmm. they were so cool. And someone wrote like, I can't believe they met at Acme. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh like, my God. Acme. It's perfect. And I was going out to Acme at the time. Mm -hmm. So it just, it was, it was great. This is actually like right. yeah. a question I mm -hmm. ask all of my guests, which is like, where do you like to go out? And where are you liking like restaurants, bars, food? Things like that. Great question. Well, I love Don Angie, where I'm going tonight for dinner. Yeah. Um, I, in terms of restaurants, I love Bar Pity. I mm -hmm. love Passis. I'm so happy it's back. Um, I, I, lo like, I love, like, classic, like, Serafina. I still yeah. love, like, growing up on, 
you know, up here. It's I like, literally just rediscovered Serafina after mm. moving back, and it's still so good. I mean, it's just divine. Yeah. And I'm a big Italian person. I love, like, Greek places, too, mm -hmm. and Israeli places. Um, I... Uh, I was at Bond Street the other night. Mm -hmm. So good. So overpriced, but yes. so good. So overpriced. Um, and in terms of spots to go out, I still really like Acme. Mm -hmm. And then I just said on my last episode, I was at Soho Grand recently. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's fun. It yeah. was popping. Like, I ran into a lot of people. I, like, it's so funny because you're like, where is everyone? And then mm -hmm. you go to one of those places, you're like, oh. Um, and I know, like, in terms of nightclubs, people like to go to the Blonde, mm -hmm. and people like to go to, like, Casablanca, and, like, I don't know, Socialista. I don't even know if that's a real place, but you, you get my <laughs> Socialista is a place. Okay, good. It's... Oh, and, and people love to go to that one that, like, is, like, plays the ns music, like Amaya or something. Oh, yeah, Amaya. It's, like, yeah, it's under Casa Mescal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny, but yeah, yeah, for sure. So, tell me a bit about your dating life. Yeah, well, I'm recently single. Mm -hmm. My ex and I broke up at the beginning of January, and um, I took some time to like heal and to be with myself and to see movies alone, which I love doing. And then I decided I was ready to date recently, so I've been going out on dates, and it's been really interesting. I don't want to rush into anything mm -hmm. and, like, never be single again, and I'm really just trying to enjoy this time and, like, see who comes into my orbit, because I feel like, having been on the other side of it, like, I know what it's like to know that, like, you can't, you don't have options anymore because mm -hmm. you're with someone. And so it's nice to just, you know, think about the possibilities. Mm -hmm. How long was your last relationship? It was almost two years. I would oh, wow. say like a year and a half. Yeah. And how are you like going about meeting people right now? So I'm actually not on the apps, which mm -hmm. is so funny because I'm such a big proponent of dating apps. Mm -hmm. But because of what I do, I've met so many people. Yeah. And I just think it would be silly for me to go on an app when I already know so many like eligible bachelors from all the matchmaking events and like yeah. singles dinners I do and um I might as well see who around me is interesting and mm -hmm. like put myself out there at my own events first and then you know if nothing happens there then I'll try the apps. Do you think you want to date someone who listens to your podcast? It's so funny because I don't think it's possible to not, and that's not because I think, like, everyone listens to my podcast, but yeah. I think, like, I even if I date them and they've never heard of my podcast, they're gonna hear about it, and mm -hmm. then they're gonna start listening. Yeah. Because they're dating me and know that I have a podcast. You had, like, I guess half a year, maybe, of uh, being single before you started yeah. dating, while mm -hmm. you had your podcast. What was that like? Was it weird to navigate? Yeah, well, that was when it was, like, really first, like, when I was establishing it. Yeah. And I, like, I didn't really, I wasn't as confident about it as I am now that I've, like, grown it. Mm hmm I was just like, yeah, I have this podcast, like, I don't know what to tell you. And 
like I hope like you know it's something that you kind of have to accept like I'm not gonna talk about you unless if you give me a reason to <laughs> and there were some guys that were really not okay with it and mm. were and I think that was their own insecurities mm. there was a guy I dated briefly who was like you know really dictating to me what I could or could not talk about mm. and I didn't I didn't like that whereas like now like one of the guys I'm going out on dates with like is just so respectful and curious and interested in what I'm doing that I don't feel a need to talk about mm -hmm. him, you know, because, like, there's that level of respect as opposed to, you know, some guy trying to tell you what to do. Yeah. So you said you're sort of dating now, and were you on apps before, or...? On apps before my relationship? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I met my ex on Hinge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mention that, but I did. So I was on them, like, big time. Mm-hmm. And with Hinge, like, back, I feel like back a few years ago, it was friends of friends. Mm, I loved that. Yeah. It's not like that anymore, right? It's not, but I think, I don't know. No, it's not. It's not. But it was. I think that when I met my ex, it was like that because yeah. I remember distinctly being able to see people we had in common. Mm -hmm. um, I don't love that it's not like that now. Yeah, same. Because it's nice to know like who you have in common mm -hmm. and like you know vet them a little bit. Um, but I still think it's a great app. So proponent of Hinge. And what about the other apps? I think Bumble's great. Mm -hmm. I, I even think Tinder's good if you, like, can navigate through the creeps. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I have friends that met on Coffee Meets Bagel. Oh, wow, yeah. People that met on J-Swipe, mm -hmm. on um, OkCupid. Like, they're all... Whatever the app As long is. as people are on the app, like, it can be, it can be successful. Yeah. What I thought was kind of funny also in your last episode... Uh, you were talking about being on Raya and, mm. like, trying to find podcast guests on it. Yep. Um, and with one of my guests, we, talk, we talked about Raya briefly. I know that there's, like, a lot of curiosity about it because it's so, like, elusive, exclusive, whatever. But I've heard from people who are on it, it's, like... It's not... It's, it's not, not as it. exciting. It's so funny. I, like... I talk so much shit about... I call it Raya for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know which one it is. But I talk so much shit about Raya that, like, it's insane that they're still okay with me being on it. <laughs> I hate it. Like, everyone on Raya is a wannabe photographer, mm -hmm. cares a lot about their Instagram following, like, thinks that, like, tries to choose, you have to choose a song for your mm -hmm. profiles, but, like, tries to choose, like, the artsiest song from, like, the band that, like, you've never heard of. Right. And it's just a competition of, like, who is, like, who has a bigger Instagram. And right. it's just not for me, because I don't even want a guy who's on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what am I doing here when it comes to dating? Mm -hmm. um, but I know that there's so many great people on there for podcast guests. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to try to keep this. How do you kind of choose who you want on your podcast? I, well, right now we're, like, we're having a drought for men. So it's I pretty feel much, like, hard. all men. I'm like... Do you want to come on the podcast? Do you want to come on the podcast? <laughs> and they're like, no. Like, I want to go on a date. And I'm like, oh, same. <laughs> like, let's go on a date recording my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, 
it's tough to navigate, but I'm trying to get some, some guests that way. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely also hard for me to find guys to come on the podcast, because yeah. it's like, will you talk about yourself for an hour right. and be comfortable with it? Like, it's definitely... And also be, like, a good person who I want to put out there, you Right, know? and, like, be open and yeah. say how you really feel about certain issues. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's, like, similar for, like, you and your friends, but at least for me and my friends, like, we grew up with dating apps. Like, all of dating has mm. been on dating apps. I've had Tinder since I was 16. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, no, not at all for us. We, I mean, we grew up and we didn't have dating apps, mm-hmm. so we, like, had to talk to one another. Exactly. While we were out, and then I remember I graduated in 2012, and then I moved back to the city. It was, like, around 2013 that Tinder was, like, in beta, and, or maybe it was even 2012, but Tinder was in beta, and my friend's friends started it, mm-hmm. and so I was, like, invited to try the beta, and I remember I was like, this is so cool. Like, I'm trying this thing like no one's ever done. And I met, and because it was in beta, it was like all people I kind of knew. Yeah. Like friends of friends. Yeah. And I ended up meeting this great guy, like, who I'm still close with today and friends with. And I was like, dating apps are amazing. And since then, it's just like been like a really downhill dive with dating <laughs> apps because that's when they were like it was like everyone was vetted yeah and now it's kind of like you have no idea what you're gonna get yeah i mean i guess that's what like raya's trying to do and what the league is trying Mm -hmm. to do but i mean like like i said i'm not on raya i actually got a friend pass like somebody referred me right and i still can't get on it you're not missing out i yeah it's really it's fine i'm a little not gonna lie a little butthurt i'm like all right well (laughs) but it's whatever and Mm -hmm. then the league i'm on the league but me and my friends like pretty much everyone people are like the league just doesn't work yeah just like no one i remember i had it a while back like no one really started a conversation yeah for some reason i can't get anyone to talk to me if i do match with them and matching with them is like so infrequent right it's like is everyone a robot i don't know it's very very bizarre i know Mm. one friend who met her boyfriend off of the league but i kind of feel like she was an anomaly right because i feel like anybody who has the league is on all of these other dating apps that's the thing like that's why it's like, oh, what dating app is best? Like, uh, any dating app, yeah. really, you know? I, I do polls on my Instagram, too, and, like, found out that the most used dating app, at least amongst, like, my listeners, mm-hmm. was Hinge. Like, by a long shot. Well, I think that's the one... I think why it's working is because it asks you so many mm-hmm. questions, so it's not just, like, you can say anything on your profile, yeah. you know? That's why I think people now are getting fed up with dating apps and really crave that meeting in person. Mm. Um, And we were talking a little bit before about matchmakers, and I know that in New York City, that's like a resource for people. And I think for my listeners who are probably just like slightly younger, that's not something they're looking for now. But it's more advice on how to navigate dating on dating apps, because that's sort of where everyone is at this point. Yeah, well, I say to take it in to in-person, like, mm-hmm. right away. I don't think you should be talking on a dating app for more than, like, a couple days max. 
I think because everyone craves this like in person thing, get it to be in person. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to reveal too much about this Love is Blind show um, on Netflix that I was telling you about, but mm -hmm. Love is Blind, The Bachelor, like all these shows, what what everyone's like not realizing is that they're all together and spending time together. Mm -hmm. And when you spend time with someone, like this is why coworkers end up getting together, like you really get to know them. And so I think like that's what we're missing. It's like we don't spend time with people. Mm -hmm. And like real quality time. And so like navigating dating apps, get in person as soon as you can. So I know that you've had mixers and stuff, mm -hmm. like with your podcast and sort of your listenership. How's that like fared? The mixers have been awesome. Mm -hmm. I think like just hearing myself talk about like how you should spend time. I'm, I'm thinking like my mixers are great, but they're not like, and, and I, I have singles dinners, which are more intimate. Mm -hmm. But part of me is like, maybe they should be like during the day doing exercises together like, it's, like, that team-building stuff yeah. that really gets you to, like, know someone, mm -hmm. you know? Whereas, like, if you're just grabbing drinks at a bar and, like, having a, you know, a conversation, like, oh, where are you from? Where do you work? Mm -hmm. It's harder to get to know someone. And I think maybe I'm just brainwashed by all these reality dating shows, but I feel like these exercises that you do together really do reveal so much. Yeah, for sure. If there, like, is there anything that, if you could give advice to yourself, like six seven years ago mm. like right after you left college like is there anything that you would kind of say oh I just so I did an episode and we talked about this my 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 friend Ariana and mm. I um from but like maybe she's like an, a, an amazing cartoonist and we went back and forth saying like pieces of advice um I was so naive when it came to dating like I didn't I could not recognize what a fuckboy was or if someone was using me or if someone wasn't interested or if I was being too clingy. Um, so I, looking back, would probably be like, first of all, get your own apartment because I was living at home for like so long that I became like too dependent on yeah. guys. I'm like very scared that's gonna happen. Yeah. And then two, like... When did you get, move out of your parents' place? Probably like a year after I graduated. Yeah. Um... But if it were up to me, like, that day that I graduated. Um, <laughs> and then try to, like, focus on your own career mm -hmm. and not, like, doing jobs that, like, you just don't really like to, like, make a salary mm -hmm. and then, like, like, be obsessed with boys. Um, because I feel like I made that mistake mm -hmm. a lot. And granted, like, not a lot of people have their passion when they're like, in their early 20s, but I just, like, I wasn't, I don't even think I was focused on it, really, so that, um, and then just, like, be open, like, be, be able to see red flags, mm -hmm. and, like, don't ever put guys before your friends, don't, like, change your plans for a guy, don't, don't, like, be desperate for someone who, like, you're questioning if they're into you, mm -hmm. you know? Like, don't ever... If you have to question it, they're not. Move on. Like, just... And also, like, relax. Don't, like, take as many drugs and, like, drink as much. Like, it's not hot. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that advice will definitely resonate with a lot of people. At this age, too, a lot of people don't know how to navigate out of that, okay, well, I met someone out and we hooked up, 
how do I make it something more? Right. And I think that's the problem in itself. And like, you really nailed it. Like one thing I forgot to mention to you, like if, if I'm talking to my 23 year old self, mm-hmm. have fun, stop trying to make everyone your husband, just fucking enjoy, mm-hmm. like live your life. And if someone makes you happy, whether it's because the sex is good or because they text you or whatever it is, just go with it, you mm-hmm. know, because you're going to be 29 and you're not going to be able to date for fun like that anymore. I mean, you can, you know, but the pressure and your eggs and all that shit <laughs> like comes up. So you're 23, go out and enjoy and stop being like, what are we? Like just literally enjoy that person yeah. and probably guarantee that person will like you a lot more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's honestly so crazy though. And I was thinking about this today that the issue at this point for a lot of my friends is not like, okay, what do I do with this guy that I like or this girl that I like? It's how do I get someone to like me? Mm. I, I think people are just having a hard time to even get to that point of like a relationship because at with so many people I know, it's like, and even me and myself, everything's casual. Nobody wants to commit to anything. Everybody's afraid of rejection and commitment. And so it's kind of this in-between state of if you do have someone, maybe you're just seeing them. And if you don't have someone, it's like, how do I even find someone? Mm. You know? I guess like you find someone by not meeting someone mm-hmm. is the reality. Do you believe that, like, if you're not looking for it, it happens? Oh, yeah. It's always, like, it's so cheesy, but it's always, like, oh, like, I wasn't even, and then, like, I saw them, and they were, like, you know, it's, it's always that story. Or, mm-hmm. Like, my friend dragged me to a party. I didn't even want to go. Like, I wasn't even in the mood, but, like, we were having fun, and we were laughing. It's always when you're laughing, I swear to God, mm-hmm. that you meet someone. Because you're attracting this, like, positive energy that people want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. That's actually really good advice. I feel like if you don't look approachable, you never will be approached. Totally. There, I I actually had a lot of people, like, write in some questions. I love it. So I'm going to see if any of them makes, like, makes sense. (laughs) Somebody wrote, why are all men subhuman? That's hilarious. I wish I knew the answer to that. I know, right? (laughs) Um, How the fuck do you date and manage a demanding career? Yeah. um, I mean, it really depends on what type of career. Like, for me, dating is my career, so it is more manageable. But if you have, you know, like a 7 to 7 job or like 7 to 9 p.m. job and you're trying to figure out how to date, like, that is one benefit to the dating apps. Like, you don't have time, like, literally, to meet someone. Mm-hmm. So going on one of those dating apps and striking up a conversation, getting it to in-person, that's one way. I think another way is, like, on the weekends, you know, if you have the energy, go out at least one night and go up to people the same way that I just talked about on my episode. Don't be afraid to go up to people, and if you don't want to go out, because I don't even think I've ever met a quality person out at night, mm-hmm. go to events that you're interested in, whether mm-hmm. it's, like, networking events or whatever it is, like, work events, after-work drinks, like, that's where it can... Join the Zog sports team. I'm all about that. 
What is that? Zog Sports. I've never heard Z-O-G of that. ZOGsports.com. Uh-huh. It's, um, it's like these sports teams for people like in their 20s, 30s in the city. I joined one once and there were like 15 hot guys. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, this might be good. If someone says they're not sure they're ready to date, should you give them space? Um, at space to the point where you never speak to them again and you date someone else because <laughs> they're not interested in you. So do you think that sort of in this era of, you know, Me Too and I, I don't want to say PC culture because that sounds negative and it's not at all. And I think that no, I know what you're saying. it's like great that we have this like empowering era now, but should be, should girls be more aggressive now? Definitely. I think 100%. I mean, it aligns with going up to a guy and introducing yourself. I think that you know, it's okay to make the first move. You just have to, like, let that let it, you know, be taken from there. But I think... I read something recently. It was, like, a meme that the only... Like, the only way to get a guy... The only thing you need to do to get a guy interested in you these days is give him one compliment. Because guys are so, like, starving for... <laughs> or something like that. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of true. Mm-hmm. And there, there are some base questions I think I get a lot, and it's, like... One, who pays on the first date? Whoever invites you on the first date. Mm -hmm. Two, um, what sort of makes somebody, like, a dating expert? Mm. I think just, like, amassing knowledge about dating Mm -hmm. and hearing about other people's experiences, going through your own experiences. But I think it's funny because people call me a dating expert, but I'm like, I'm just learning just like you. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's someone who realizes they're not an expert, probably. Just like with anything. What what sort of stuff have you really learned, like, through this experience of having mm-hmm. this podcast? That's a great question. I've learned a lot of different things, but I think the biggest thing I've learned is that everyone does dating differently. Mm-hmm. And no one does it the same way. And it's so important to communicate and over-communicate when you're dating to get on the same page. Like, I just had an argument with one of my best guy friends because he thinks that you should let a girl pay on the third date. And then my other friend thinks, like, you should never let a girl pay. And it's just everyone thinks about things so differently. Yeah. And it doesn't make them a bad person. Um, But if you try... If you're closed off to understanding why they think the way they think about something and not communicating about it, you will not have a good dating experience. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's not black and white. There's no correct answers when it comes to dating. I think that there are, like, probably, you know, base things that everybody should do just to be, like, a decent person. Right. Or to not be a doormat. Yeah, exactly. Um, But when it comes to taking advice and everything is just so personal to you and your situation and how you do it. So... I, you get questions all the time from people, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure in your DMs and whatnot. Are there sort of questions that are repetitive that you get a lot? Oh, yeah. Everyone's always asking me, when can they define their relationship? And, mm. like, when can they ask, what are we? And I just don't like that. Like, I just don't think that... I think that if you have to ask, it's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, I think you should know what you are with someone, where you stand with someone... Uh, for me, I need communication, like, at all times. Um, 
but if you're that confused, it's either a red flag or like maybe they're just as confused too. Mm -hmm. I think if you're feeling secure about something, it'll probably lead to something. And are there sort of like, is there anything really crazy that you sort of talk to people about or anything like that? Any funny stories you could give us? So many stories. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, my favorite story is, is one of our early episodes. This guy, uh, came on and he said this girl gave him head and then ghosted him and he like fell in love with her. <laughs> so it just goes to show like if if you're going to hook up with hook up with a guy then just like don't take them seriously and it'll drive them crazy. Mm-hmm. What what do you think about the whole like ghosting culture now? I just think that it's sad. I think people need to man up and just like not be afraid. And I have this anti-ghost text as a highlight on my Instagram mm-hmm. to encourage people to say something and give them something to say because it's just not, it's not classy to mm-hmm. ghost. Like I, I, it, I don't have a good taste in my mouth about anyone who's ever ghosted. So now looking forward that you're dating, is there... Do you kind of have something you're looking for or, like, not really? I think I know exactly what I'm looking for because I've done so much dating Mm -hmm. um, that I really know myself and I know what I need and I know my love language and I know my, um, like, all the attachment theories Mm -hmm. and, like, I've done all the, you know, quizzes and this and that and I know kind of what I am looking for. So it's... It's very cut and dry. Like, I know within a couple minutes if someone's not for me. Yeah. So, I actually... It's so interesting. I was listening to Call Her Daddy this morning. (laughs) Um, And they talk a little bit about love languages. And I think that's something I definitely want to touch on at some point in one of my episodes. Love language is how you receive love. Yeah. And how you give love. It's a great way to explain it. And, I mean, I think it's so interesting, like, you said that you know your love language, because I had taken, like, the quiz before and after being in a relationship, and my answers were totally different. Mm-hmm. It can change. Yeah. It can really change. Because you can be in a relationship and be like, oh, I wasn't getting this, and I clearly need this, mm-hmm. and now you know that's your love language. Yeah. And, I mean, I think... It's interesting to take the love language quiz just to sort of see where you fall because maybe it's something you don't realize you care about and then you realize you do after mm-hmm. taking it. Um, but yeah, so I want to quickly do something which we call shots. Um, and it's rapid fire, like this or that questions, just to get to know you a little bit more. Love it. So. If you're ready, we'll do some shots. I'm ready for some shots. Okay. So, a live-in massage therapist or a live-in chef? Massage therapist. I'm happy with Seamless. A million Instagram followers or a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars? Um, probably a million Instagram followers because I could leverage it. Right? That, that's yeah. what I thought, too. You can make a hundred thousand But, like, if they're real people who engage with me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, of course, social media. Uh-huh. Um, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Be a master of tactics or strategy? Um, strategy. Be with someone who is dumb and rich or hot and poor? Hot and poor. I 
can't look at a dumb or rich person. <laughs> um, Plus, they'll probably lose their money soon. Because they're dumb. That's true. Be loved or feared? Loved, but it's a really hard one. Be stuck at age 18 or 50? Oof, 50. If you had a boat, what would you name it? Oh, that's so good. I just thought of this recently because my friend did like a funny Instagram story when she saw a boat. Um, oof, this is so hard. I, I guess I would have to name it something podcast related now. Like we met on this boat or something. <laughs> <laughs> so for everyone out there, um, where can they find you and where can they listen to your podcast? Yes, they can find me on Instagram at Metz with Z's, L-I-N-D-Z-M-E-T-Z, or at We Met at Acme. They can listen to my podcast on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, thank you so much for having me. No, of course. I Thank you so much for being here. Um, and you should definitely go on Lindsay's Instagram. Her podcast Instagram has a ton of fun polls all the time. And she throws events and does live talks and such. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I've really, really appreciated this. And you can find Drinks First at drinks.first on Instagram. You can email us drinksfirstpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find me, Ariana, at ariananathani28 or TikTok. Why not? At ariananathani on TikTok. Hit me up. All right. See ya. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs, but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. Roy. But who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.